Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're having an exceptional day. I'm really excited to dive in. I have to tell you, it's a huge confession. I have recorded, I think, three different podcasts this week. And every time after I finished, it was like, oh, I'm not done yet. I didn't like that. I don't feel like that was as succinct as I would like to be. There's so much more to talk about on this topic. But I guess that's the beauty of having a podcast is that you can dive in even further down the road. It doesn't all have to be in one sitting. But it's kind of like a puzzle or you just start something and then that OCD kicks in and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to finish it. It has to be in a place where I'm proud of this, where I like it, right? Or you just get that itching to come back and work on it more, finish it more, which is funny because that is at times what would drive me to overwork is that need to make everything perfect and put it into a bow. And at the end of the day, progress over perfection, everyone says it. Every single individual says this, progress over perfection, but it's easier said than done for those of us that are recovering perfectionists, let me tell you. It's definitely one thing that I have recovered from, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't show up in my life sometimes. And it's interesting because I know so many that have dealt with perfectionism, there are definitely elements that fuel that. And we're not going to get into that today, but I do know it's difficult at times to say that perfectionism is a hindrance because there are times when you're really into something, you really love what you're doing. So the thought is, why do I not want to put 100% effort into this? Why do I not want to make this my masterpiece? Why do I not want to make this perfect, right? And so it's hard sometimes for us to let go of that when we really enjoy whatever it is that we're working on or we really enjoy our profession. So sometimes for people that are perfectionists, It's very easy to justify why you're doing what you're doing, but the reality is it has some big downsides, and I will have a whole nother podcast, believe me, on perfectionism, 
but today is not that day. So I digress. What I want to talk to you about, though, is why people do not change. And if you've been following me, you've seen definitely some content of me really spelling it out there, but it not necessarily translating 100% into the podcast. So there's so many different elements as to why people do not change. And one element that we've discussed is ultimately fear. Fear can hold people back from changing for a multitude of reasons, right? And I want to talk to you about all of the most common reasons why people do not change. And I hope that this really gets your heartstrings because ultimately, I'm going to talk about the key to any change. I'm going to also talk about the flip side to each of those reasons why people do not change. And I hope that, again, it pulls at the heartstrings for you to get to thinking about what is it that's holding me back from doing what I want, whether it's pursuing another career, whether it's pursuing a business on the side, whatever it may be, what is holding you back? Why are you unwilling to make that change? And I'm hoping that I will help you pinpoint what that is. So the number one reason people are afraid or they do not change is because they are afraid that they will fail. So failure can cost money. It can cost you time. Why put a lot of time and effort into something if you're going to fail? Not only that, people oftentimes will look at their past and they will look to see, okay, I didn't have necessarily the greatest track record with success in this particular area. So what makes me think that I'm going to have success now? I'm not going to try. Therefore, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to make any effort to change because the past shows me that I have a tendency to quit. I lose motivation. I failed in the past. And it was a very big disappointment. And it took a mental toll on me. And to be honest with you, I've fallen prey to both of those. I have fallen more prey since I've been working on myself and in the coaching industry to looking at past evidence and being frustrated with the results and that kind of holding me back versus just being afraid of spending my time and money. I've kind of gotten over that piece But ultimately, the reinforcement that people often look to is, wow, I've had a track record that does not support that this is going to work. So therefore, I'm not going to even try. Other times, especially if you've went down the therapy path, if you've already worked with a coach before, or if you've already tried working maybe with a mentor or something to that degree, and you've had a bad experience, 
or maybe you've had multiple bad experiences in the past. So you think, why would I try therapy if it doesn't work? Why would I try coaching if they're trying to take my money and I do not get any results? Why would I invest in a mentor that did not help me get the results that I needed? So that's understandable, right? So at the end of the day, sometimes there's a lot of regret built around that, feeling like it was a waste of time, it was a waste of money, and Also, sometimes you walk away feeling like, well, can I even trust my own judgment because I feel like I took the time to vet the people that I decided to work with, whether it be a mentor, a coach, a therapist, or even if it was just having a friend or a family member kind of trying to help you through something and it went awry. Maybe the relationship you know, is no longer intact because of that experience. So you look back at these past experiences and you're like, I can't even trust my own judgment. I can't trust others. So I'm not going to try. That's another reason why people make the decision to continue on the path that they're on, even though, quite frankly, they're miserable. Another reason is they anticipate other people in their life will have negative things to say or it will be too difficult to overcome their feedback or whatever it is that those conversations will entail. I'm going to give you an example. Most oftentimes what we hear as coaches very often is I have to check with my spouse before I make a commitment. And Sometimes that is a very difficult conversation for people to have because they have the want to change, but yet they have a significant other that they're tied to financially and they have to sit down and have the conversation of, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Here's how much it's going to cost. And it oftentimes feels like a very difficult conversation to have because your significant other may say a flat out no, that is ludicrous, that's not happening, or no, that's too much money, or do you really have the time to do this? Are you really going to make the full commitment? And then sometimes when you have those conversations with other people, they will bring up things that you may not like, such as your past experiences. For example, Tara, you've already had a business coach and you let her go because it didn't work out. What makes you think that this next business coach is going to work out? Your track record, again, may not support your want and need to change. And that may hold you back. So sometimes people will bring up things that you do not like. For example, you're always quitting. You start something and then you never finish it. And then oftentimes what happens is you get in your head. This is what happens so often why people do not change. They get back in their head and they're like, yes, you're right. I don't. That makes sense. I'm really frustrated with myself. And then their inner critic comes up and they 
talk to you (laughs) about how terrible you are and how it's impossible for you to even do what you think that you want to do. What makes you think you can get that promotion? There's no evidence to support that. What makes you think that you can start your own business and that you're going to be successful? You know, the stories that we tell ourselves that sometimes are created from the conversations that we have with others and their viewpoints really then take a life of their own inside our own heads. So for example, you hear a lot of times if you're in the coaching industry and even if you're not, what happens is there's a lot of marketing and business coaches that will sit there and say, you can make six figures a month. That seems insane, doesn't it? Right? And then if you were to go tell your spouse that, their thought is, that's a get-rich scheme. That's not possible. So people start saying, like, why are you going to believe that? They're just trying to take your money. And so these narratives get in your head, right, about why, yeah, that's not going to work. That's a lie. I don't believe that. I don't have what it takes. I'm too old. I don't have enough time to do this. But yet, it's weighing on your heart and you are spending so much time in your head thinking about how you want to change, this isn't working, I can't stand my job, whatever it is that is your pain point. You're spending your days thinking about how terrible it is. And then you're also spending your day on the hamster wheel of you suck. You are not going to be able to make this change, right? So the negativity is just overwhelming and you feel like it's impossible to change. So that is kind of to walk you through some of the reasons why people do not change. And also another reason is they feel like it's just too hard. There's too many pieces to the puzzle. Hey, I know that I want to make a career transition or I want to start my own business, for example, but I only have my expertise in HR or, for example, I don't know, engineering or something to that degree. And therefore, I am not business savvy. I don't know how to do marketing. I don't have a large array of contacts built up to contact to say, hey, I'm open for business or, hey, I want to branch into another career it's too difficult for me to do that because if I want to branch into another career, then that means that I have to go back to school. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I do not have the time to go back to school to do all of the things in order to do what it is that I really want to do. So again, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm going to be miserable. Another reason why people do not get help or make the decision to change is because, gosh, it's kind of like that notion. For those of us that are a little older, I'm in my 30s. I remember like yesterday being able to do a round off back handspring. In my mind, I am still able to do that damn back handspring, okay? 
And therefore, the need to hire someone to teach me or to go take lessons to teach me something that I think that I already know is stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me because I know what I'm capable of. I already know how to do it. Granted, it's been a long, long time since I've done it. Actually, not too long ago. We went to the trampoline park with my three-year-old and one-year-old, and I decided to show my daughter how it's done. And let me tell you, I did it. I did the back handspring, but it wasn't pretty. And I remember feeling like, ugh, like my wrist hurt so bad after, even though it was on a trampoline, okay? This was not on the ground. This was on a trampoline. And yet... I still had a little bit of aches from doing it, so I don't recommend that. But moral of the story, as we get older, we know what we're capable of. We know what we are like at our best, at our most productive, at our most efficient, whatever it may be. So it's not out of the ordinary for us to think, I don't need anyone's help because I've got this on my own. The big question is, How long have you been wanting to change? Have you been wanting to change for like that second that you made the decision that I've got this, I don't need anyone? Or has it been something that you've been working on for months and you're so inconsistent that you're not getting any results and then you're getting frustrated with yourself? What is it? Has it been years? Another reason, and it's funny, I would love to go into a totally different episode on this is we overestimate our strengths. It's almost like they're Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren calls them a double weakness. And I have personally experienced this to the umph degree. You feel like I am confident in this particular area. So therefore, I do not need to practice. I do not need to do the research. I already know it. I don't need anyone else's help because I'm pretty awesome at this thing, right? So we overestimate our strengths. And because of that, we do not do the work that is required in order to get the results, in order to make the change. Because we think that naturally, since you're good at it, you're going to just make that change. But that's not the case with anything. Just like this idea Another reason why people don't change, there's so many, (laughs) is it's just my circumstance. And if I change my circumstance, then it will all fall into place. For example, yeah, I'm working a lot of hours in this job, but it's just this company that I work for. If I were to change companies, they would have more support for me And therefore, I would not need to work as many hours. So then you change jobs, right? And as you change jobs, you find yourself six months later in the same position, working more hours. And the funny thing is, you don't even realize it. You don't realize that you're doing it again. It's happening again. And what you do instead is you identify what's wrong with the situation, what's wrong with the circumstance itself. And you say, okay, well, here's the reason why. And nine times out of 10, 
pretty much 10 times out of 10, ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to come to the realization that you are the common denominator. It's not the circumstance. It's you. You are creating your own circumstance over and over again. So, so oftentimes people think, if I just move on to this, if my kids were just go to school. Right now, they're home. I don't have enough time. When they go to school, I'm going to have all the time in the world to do what I want to do to focus on my business or whatever it may be, right? And then your kids go to school. And then you find yourself in the same situation. Oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. And then you blame it on something else. And the reality is, You're never going to have enough time unless you identify why do I not have enough time? What is it, right? And it's not the circumstances, ladies and gentlemen. It's you. You are the common denominator. Another reason people do not change is because the fear of the unknown. They don't know what is going to happen and therefore they do not change. This oftentimes can go with the people in your life. For example, your spouse. I will say yes to this business venture if you can promise me, you can guarantee me that you're going to make the money back. And at that point, maybe you think, okay, well, I can't guarantee anything. (laughs) That's too scary for me to take this risk because I do not know what the outcome will be. Now, people also often fear that they're just going to fail or I'm going to move into another job and I'm going to hate it and it's not going to be for me and I'm going to spend all this time and effort when it's not for me, right? Most oftentimes, the reason why we do not want to change is exactly what you're already living. So if you're afraid to move to a different job or to, let's say, a different career, that's more, let's go with that. You're changing to a different career and you're worried that you're going to have to spend all this time and energy to make the transition and you may fail. Well, let me ask you, what are you doing now? Do you feel successful at what you're doing now? Odds are probably not or else you wouldn't want to necessarily make these changes. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. Are things difficult now? Yes. You choose which brand of difficult that you want because the truth is you're already wasting time because you're busy thinking about what you want to do. And then you're busy telling yourself all the reasons why you can't do what you want to do. And you're justifying making excuses why it's too hard. It's impossible. I can't do it. So meanwhile, you're wasting all of this time and energy and you're in your head about it. You're beating yourself up about it. So the negativity hamster wheel, my friends, it just keeps going and going and going. And yeah, it might be a different brand of negativity. One moment you're telling yourself all these excuses about how you can't, but you want to. That's negative. 
Then you tell yourself about how terrible you are and that's why you can't. That's negative. You're beating yourself up. You feel regret. Oh my gosh, what would have happened if I would have just done X? The grass is greener on the other side. You know, all of these things that stop us from living in the moment and being present with the people that we love and care about, being in the moment with our career so that we can get to the next level, it really stops us from our true potential. And not only that, if you're worried that it's going to take time away from your friends, from your family, you know, you're already taking time away from your friends and family by not being present, by not being your best self. And what I mean by that is, Oftentimes, if you're not in a good place mentally, odds are you're probably getting easily frustrated. You're probably on your phone 24-7 scrolling to escape whatever is going on in that brain of yours. And you're not present in the moment with them. And then you beat yourself up because, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible wife. Why am I doing this? Whatever it may be, right? So, All of the reasons why you're afraid to change, why you don't want to change, have news for you. You're already living that reality, okay? Now, you're probably wondering, what is the reason to change? How do I change? What is the key to changing? And it's simple, but so complex. (laughs) The need to change or the reason to change must be greater. It must be more motivational, must be more inspiring. It must make you get out of bed in the morning, shout from the rooftops, this is why I'm going to change and I'm going to do it now because it has to be greater than your fears. It has to be greater than your insecurities greater than the risk, the unknown, the possibility of failure, the possibility of disappointment, greater than making extremely difficult decisions such as sacrificing, right? Find your greater than reason and you will find the key to changing. I'm going to tell you the secret to what finding that is. And I will go into depth about it in another podcast, not today though, (laughs) because it's pretty in depth and I can only go so much into it in the podcast. I go in depth in my programs, in the burnout program, I go in depth on it due to the fact that everyone needs a catalyst to make them change. And most of the time, people will use, what is it costing you? And I'm a firm believer of that. That's part of it. You have to know what the cost of not changing is. And there is a lot of cost to not changing. Your health, your relationships, oh my gosh, so much. I mean, your happiness, being miserable versus being happy regret. I mean, oh my gosh, like you can possibly never have it again. So 
I go over it in depth in my programs because, again, it is the key to changing 100%. And the key is, my friends, you've heard me allude to it in the past, is finding your God-led purpose. Once you identify what your God-led purpose is, it all comes into perspective. You then have a reason to say, screw the fears. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to do it anyway. I know I might look stupid and I know people may not agree with me and I know it's going to be hard, but I know with every fiber of my soul that I am meant to do this. I am meant for more. That feeling of there's got to be more than this it's salt. And we've all been there. I can tell you that. There's got to be more than this, right? I'm meant for more. That question is answered, my friends. And that is a question that I think so many of us have asked ourselves. And it seems like such a complex question to answer and therefore We don't take the time to spend on it because it just seems too much. And the nice thing is, is I walk you through that in all of my programs, whether you're taking my course, whether you're taking program with me to find your purpose, or if you're overcoming burnout, it's incorporated in every single one of those ways to work with me just because that is absolutely the key to changing. Now, I'm going to backtrack for a moment because most coaches will talk about the cost, just like I mentioned a moment ago, that what are the costs? And that is a big part of it. But on some level, you already know the cost. And that's why it's not enough to change because you've already had these conversations with yourself. You've already had the I want to change, but you've already had the if I don't change, this is what's going to happen. I'm not happy in my career. I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm not happy with the mother that I am. I have destroyed my relationships. You're already very much aware of what it's currently costing you and also what it could cost you, it seems a little bit extreme. So when I tell people that if you do not get your stress under control and if you are going to continue to live in a constant state of burnout, you could ultimately come down with something extremely serious, such as cancer, such as another illness that's long-term that you can't get rid of. And it feels like oh yeah, that's not going to be me. It's not going to happen to me. And oftentimes, I know when people do experience those situations, it's such a shock because nobody thinks that it can happen to them. But the studies, the research, it all shows that stress has the capability to wreck the human body. It has the capability to send you into such a depression that you make very rash decisions. No one ever thinks that they're going to just 
up and quit one day and never go back to their high paying job. No one thinks that that's them because, again, like I've said, we all view ourselves to a higher degree because we've been there. We've been to that higher degree. We've operated at a much higher level maybe than we're operating at now. Maybe we weren't experiencing those negative thoughts that we're experiencing now. We're not asking ourselves, what is going on here? There's got to be more than this. I can't do this anymore. I'm meant for more. Those questions may have never used to be in our atmosphere. Now they are. And I have to tell you, once they're there, they're not going to go away until you address them. So the push through method, I'm just going to push through. I'm just going to do this on my own. I'm just going to wait until this falls into place, until it's the right time. As I've mentioned, it's never going to be the right time. And not only that, the risk that we're talking about, right? Oh, well, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Well, I have news for you. No one does. You could be at the top of your career right now. And then the following year, you could be at your lowest point in your career. You have no idea what the future holds. The conversations may be difficult that you want to have today, but they could be much more difficult down the road when you have more serious consequences. So yes, I am a huge believer in looking at your current cost versus your long-term cost, but it's not enough to make you change because you are very much aware of what your costs are on a certain level. And that's why the key to change is much greater than what are the costs. Even though the cost, oh my gosh, I mean, it can cost you a lot. I have known so many people that have just up and left their job without a backup, and then it costs them even more stress. And it catapults and goes into this ripple of consequences to the decision that they made, and it never had to be that way. So I'm here to tell you, if you're having any of these thoughts that are circulating in your brain, don't wait for time to be the right time. Don't wait for things to just happen on their own because it's not going to. It's never going to happen that way. You have to be the person that makes a conscious decision to make the change. And I just gave you that key. The key to making that big shift in your life is finding your God-led purpose. That's the key. Like I said, we'll go in more in depth about it in another podcast, but I hope that was insightful because the time to change is now. It's today. Not tomorrow, not a year from now. You may not even be here a year from now. I know that the people in my life think that I absolutely sound crazy when I say that, but life is short. There's no guarantees in life, my friends. So this notion and this arrogance almost of I'll get to it when, there may not be a when. So that's why the when is today. It's now. So I hope that today's podcast was helpful 
to get you to move into the direction that you want. And as I've mentioned before, it does not have to be, oh my gosh, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. I'm going to get there tomorrow. Rome was not built in a day. All it takes is for you to A, make the decision to make the change. And then B, just take the next step. Take that step. That's all it takes. Once you take that step, then the next step will present itself and so forth. So it doesn't have to be this grandiose, extreme process. Just take it one step at a time, my friends. And I'm here to give you that support. If you need support in making these changes because you're battling many of the things that I talked about earlier in this podcast, then I'm your gal. Contact me and we'll have a conversation and we'll go from there. It's as simple as that. Because at the end of the day, I know so many of us have had our eye on wanting to change. But we run into this mental obstacle course on why we can't. And sometimes all it takes is finding that right person to provide you that proven system to provide you what steps that are needed to take in order to get there. Someone that has already been there and done that. I'm not going to get into all the reasons why it's important to work with a coach or a therapist or anything of that nature. All I'm going to say is, how long have you had your eye on the change? Get realistic with that, okay? And then if this at all resonated with you on all the reasons why it's difficult to make those changes, then odds are you need someone to help you with that. Okay? I hope that this episode was helpful and I'm looking forward to talking with you next time. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coachinginfo at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends. And I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.